Hello, and here we are with a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad that you are here with us uh, virtually, however you're listening. Welcome. This is Skylar Spradlin, joined with the one and the only, the ever-faithful and present, Larry Jones. Especially the present. I'm here. You are here. You are more... Aki. Present. I am here. Faithful to this than I am. Congratulations. Well, your plaque is coming in the mail. I was hoping it would. Um, I thought it should be here by now, but. Oh, you know, (laughs) supply demand, shipping delays, COVID, that kind of stuff. I ordered it years ago. It's on the truck. No, I don't think. I don't know if it's on the truck yet. It's probably on the Freightliner. Maybe it's still in the thought. Maybe. But either way, I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, this, good. This is a great subject we want to discuss today, and uh, it's pretty important. I don't know if we're ready to go there yet, but I'm. I am. Yeah. Okay. You my don't have my any mind yet. is is too full today to small talk. Okay. So do you have any uh, announcements that need to be made, or I don't know. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm hoping that we can open a new uh, pastors cohort soon. Yeah, um, that'll be good. Get some some new involvement there. Um, so trying to get some of those things lined up and ironed out, that might be coming down the line. Right. Soon. Well, good. Which, while you're talking, I need to make a note. Okay. Well, let me let our listening audience know what we're talking about today. We're talking about two parts of. Jesus in the study of Jesus and like the the right side and the left side, the left side and the the true side. Uh, Those parts are his resurrection and his ascension. Two parts about the life of Christ Two, yeah, he came down to earth, da 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 died for our sins. Praise the Lord. And then he arose from the dead. We're going to discuss that. And then, 40 days later, he ascended. You think of everything, like, doctrinally, you think of it in song form, don't you? Or you think of it according to, like, some hymns. He arose, he yeah, arose. Some, some no. song. You, you almost talk in, really? in the form of some songs, yeah. I've been doing songs all morning, so maybe that's why. Well, like, very few people would just talk about it as he arose. Except you. And then you go into that song. I did not go into the song till you bribed me into it. I didn't bribe you. I'm just saying like you even talk that way. You don't even realize you're doing it. Okay. If it's subconscious, that's just, that's just the way I am. You're the not way in, I roll. You're not in control of your subconscious? Sometimes not. That I try to be always in true. control. I want the Lord to be in control. And sometimes I take over. That's when it gets bad. Yep, 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 yep. So, resurrection and ascension. Yeah. You, you are absolutely right. Two incredibly important subjects. And I was going to ask the question. Ask away. That we should uh, discuss why are each one of these important? Like, why is the resurrection important to us today? It's a good question. Uh, both of them are connected, the ascension and the Okay. Resurrection. Yeah. I mean, 
You don't have the ascension without the resurrection. Well, we know that one of the answers is we serve a risen Savior. See, there's another song. I can't help it if songwriters use my words to make their songs. That's the first verse to another hymn. We serve a risen Savior. Yes, it is. But we do. We serve a risen Savior. Songwriters are probably pretty good at writing lyrics that are biblically true. Uh, At least some of them. Some of them. Those are the ones we try to use. But we do serve a risen Savior. Right. Which is, in comparison to other religions, their leaders, their prophets, whatever they are, are dead and corrupted and back to dust. Deader than a doornail, as we say here in Oklahoma. Past that. Deader than a doornail? than a rusted-to-nothing doornail. I mean, yeah, I guess. Dead's dead. But they are dead. But they are dead. Christ is not dead. No, he's alive. The resurrection is the very center of everything of Christianity. Yeah, and I think you said one time that the book of Acts has more references to the resurrection than to his crucifixion. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Well, read read through Acts. Um, just You can do it quickly, kind of cursory read through Acts. And what are the apostles talking about? The resurrection of Christ. What, right. are they, what are they bearing witness to? The resurrection of Christ. Right. There exactly. was no question that he had been crucified. Correct. I mean, everybody knew that. Except and, for the liars. Well, and, and even even the people in, in uh, what was it, the road to Emmaus? Yeah, and yeah. And there were, Jesus appears. And yeah, they were saying, What are you guys man. talking about? And they're like, have you not heard? Like, where have you been? Uh Jerusalem's been in an uproar. This this man Jesus was crucified. And yeah, I'd like to have heard that that explanation from where Jesus proved through the scriptures that the Christ must suffer. Well, he did that. I mean, yeah, I would have too. But he also did that in his life, right? Luke four, he quotes from Isaiah and says, "Hey, sure, this sure. this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Here I am." He kind of brought it all together for them. Yeah, but anyways. The crucifixion was undebatable. Even the yes. even the Jews knew that they had crucified Jesus. But it's the resurrection that's important. Is there an element now to the resurrection that God approved of the sacrifice that Christ made by proving it by raising him from the dead? Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's that element. So the Bible talks about the resurrection of Christ in various ways. Yeah. Um, so I think we have more references to God raising him. Yes. But we also have references to Jesus raising himself. John yeah. chapter 10 is is pretty key in that discussion. Right. We have references to the spirit of life raising him. Um, but yeah, I think there's this sense of both Jesus maybe raising himself as the uh, fulfilling or culmination of his sacrifice to God, uh, that he had the power to conquer death, but also God raising Jesus as kind of this validation that his sacrifice was sufficient and, right. and uh, appeased God's justice. Yeah, that's a pretty key thing for us. Yeah. I, our our I mean, sins were there, placed by God upon Christ on the cross, and... 
him saying that is the price that I need to give us eternal life. Yeah, all, all of those things, you know, our sin on Christ, Christ on the cross, Christ in the grave, that all just means absolutely nothing if he doesn't resurrect. True that. It, if he's that is true. if he's still in the grave, death still wins. Death is still a problem. Right. Sin is still a problem. But now he's alive, and in that resurrection are built in really everything about how we are or everything that we are as as Christians. Right. It it's got built in our future hope. It's got built in our our present reality. Christ is alive today, interceding for us. Uh, it, it's grounding the fact that we have assurance of salvation and that we can even be forgiven of sins. Okay. So yeah. our our past, present, and future right now, today, is totally swallowed up in the whole resurrection of Christ. Right. We what a nothing, glorious day. Yeah, we have n- there's another song. There it is. We have nothing to look forward to if Christ didn't resurrect. Right. We have nothing to comfort us today if Christ didn't resurrect. Yes. We have nothing to stand on in terms of forgiveness of sins and salvation as Christians if Christ didn't resurrect. That's true. And now he's he's interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. So resurrection's incredibly important. It is the um the cornerstone of our faith. Okay. I I had three things, should have wrote them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That reasons why I was thinking that it was important. I bet you come up with two and a half, one and a half. There's mostly two and three quarters. Okay. Things. <laughs> I hope it's the only the three quarter one that I can't bring to recall right now. The reasons why it's important <laughs> to us that Christ rose from the dead. Well, he fulfilled prophecy. That's important. Jesus all the way through his earthly ministry was fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Where he was born, that he rose from the dead, would not see decay. Tear down this temple three days, I'll build it again. Jesus right. says that. Right. Yeah, Peter in Acts 2 is preaching and quotes David, you didn't allow your holy one to see corruption. True. And he says, hey, by the way, David's dead and has been dead a long time. You can go visit his grave. But Jesus, you can't go visit his grave. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, let me read Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. That'd be okay. It's about this subject. Having the eyes of our hearts enlightened that we may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's paraphrases. He who raised Christ from the dead lives within us. That's another song, too. So is that the second point? Did you jump to the second? How's that verse tie into? He fulfilled prophecy. I don't think it does. So this is point two? Maybe it's point two and a half. Of why you think it's important (laughs) that Christ rose? Point 2.5. Okay. (laughs) It's a good verse. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just wondering where you pulled it from. I I just, I I pulled it from Ephesians. Well, I mean, I know that. And I paraphrased it. (laughs) I, I don't know how it applies. Well. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to call this point two. Lives within us. Yeah. And uh, to me, that is a very strong encouragement. You know, when we were born again, we were given a gift. 
of the Holy Spirit. And so you think that verse is referencing the spirit? The same power. I think mostly when you say power, the power of God, it's it's performed. I don't know. By the Holy Spirit. Okay. Do you, that's all just okay. Well, I mean, I th- I'm waiting for the rebuttal. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. The spirit is the one who kind of executes that power within us, but the spirit is not the power. The spirit is a person. Yes. Who, who executes power in his own divine right. Yes. So the power that raised Jesus from the dead, I mean, I think that's just a, a reference to God's authority and power, not to the person of God. Okay. Is it a capital P? No. I'll have to go in back into the Bible instead of my handwritten notes. Well, that was a rhetorical question. Why did God give us the Bible? We changing subjects? Nope. Did you take notes Monday at our I conference? I took uh, a few, and then I gave up and just started. I gave up and started watching and listening. Sometimes when I take notes, I don't catch everything. Well, that was one of the questions he asked. Was the purpose of the Bible? That's maybe where I got that. Maybe in a song too. Did you like drill some jelly or something? I like. Like, to, I like to. Yeah, I had, had some bubble gum in there. Uh, I like to think of uh, the Bible as God speaking. So we're not off. Paul speaking. We are off subject. And it's written down the Bible. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write it down. We are fully like off to, the rails. I like to just go with the phrase, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Gosh. Okay, I'm going to Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. I'm going to see if there's a capital P. There's not. We're getting lost in semantics. Okay. No capital P. Okay, I, I don't know where to start these things because sometimes Paul refers back to previous. It's like a whole a whole letter. It's not just a, a bunch of snippets of... Uh, phrases so you're going to read it or are you just going to look for a capital p well for this reason starting with 15 you're going to read it for this reason because i have heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love toward all saints i do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit capital s of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what what is the hope to which he has called you what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the right hand of in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come that's almost one sentence you did paraphrase that i did Uh, i mean the point's still there right like the power that god employed in raising christ from the dead 
is in us. He has gifted us. Yes. Not for us to execute that power, but he's he's working in us. Right. With the same kind of power that rose Christ, raised Christ from the dead, that brought creation into existence, that converts the sinner's heart. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Lives in us, and it also enables us to do the good works that God has prepared for us to do in advance. We don't do them in our strength. We do them in the strength of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Yeah. You quoted a verse there instead of a song. Did I? Ephesians 2.10. Okay, I'll just, I'll just let my lips flow. <laughs> <laughs> Letting them smack on your face. Okay. Oh, man. So we ready to go to Ascension? Well, I guess. We kind of just, I don't know what we did there. Um, you started out with, I have three things for well, the importance of the, the resurrection. resurrection important? And number one was it fulfilled prophecy. Yeah. Number two, I, I'm calling it number two. You paraphrased Ephesians 1 there. Okay. Number three is just not here. Verification. He verifies. God has verified to us that okay, the yeah. price that's that was good. paid for our sins was was good. Yeah, that's good. It was it was not a the blood of an animal. It was the blood of a son. Yeah, that's good. Which gives us life. That's good. You know, I think we see that in the God work, validates that in the working of God or in the working of Christ in His life all the miracles and the works that Jesus did were done to corroborate his claims and his message. He was claiming yes. to be the son of God. Yes. And if he didn't back that up with these signs and wonders, which is what uh, Acts 2 Peter says, uh, God attested to him through these signs and wonders right. and mighty works. Um, if he didn't do those, then then there would be a lot of question. Why, why should we believe what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But essentially, John chapter 5 and other places, you should believe what I'm saying because I'm doing the works of the Father. Yeah. And the same is true in the resurrection in that sense. Uh, why should we believe that Jesus is is the only Savior and his sacrifice was sufficient? Well, look at the work of the resurrection. Yeah. God rose him from the dead as validation. Correct. Yeah, that's good. Okay, the, the other question is why did Jesus ascend before his disciples? Like in front of them or before, before they ascend? He ascended in front of them. <laughs> he visibly ascended. Ascended? Ascended. <laughs> like smell? I, I don't know what some of that's. <laughs> Sometimes I say a word and go, wait a minute. Is that right? <laughs> but Jesus uh, ascended in front of the disciples. Yes. Visibly. Yes. And majestically. Ooh, yes. And that's not a song. We should write one. Um, and and I guess the question I have is, uh, I think I was reading through Grudem what he said on this. He was talking about how Jesus uh, appeared in the locked room with the disciples right after his resurrection. Okay. Then he disappeared. Okay. And, and then, you know, he was on the shore. He he was he was just there. There was there First was Corinthians there was, fifteen. He appears he to five hundred people. Then he wouldn't be with. He wouldn't be there. Yeah. But why did he, instead of just not being there after he gave them the final little, little words of uh, encouragement in Acts mm -hmm. one, why did he not just disappear? Why did he bodily ascend? I have an that answer. That is the question. I have a I have a two part answer. Good. First, uh, 
you mentioned we should write a song about that. When are you going to, I thought you wanted to put our songs on the website. One of them. <laughs> okay. All right. That just came into my head. So okay. I felt like if you could. And do, I don't know how that's the other part of the part two of that. Um, uh, another time. Uh, okay. Part one to my two part answer. Okay. Let me preface it by saying, I think the Ascension is one of the most overlooked yeah, wonders yeah. in yeah in the life and work of Christ. Um, so, the quick and easy answer, I think, is what is said in Acts chapter 1 there. Okay. Why are you standing here looking into heaven? Uh, Son of man, or Jesus, will come back in the way that you saw him go. And so... The ascension there, visible, physical, tangible ascension in front of the disciples was a lesson that, hey, he's going to come back the same way. Physical, yes. literal, tangible, that. Secondly, I think it's to show off. Show off is kind of a shallow phrase. Well, but for, to, for us to use it for us, yeah. yes. To, to but for Christ to use it to, as God. Yeah. Well, then perfectly right. Yeah, to show, to display the absolute glory here of this this man. Like, he's been telling them this whole time that I am not just flesh and blood. I'm also the Son of God. And right, Matthew right. 16, Jesus, uh, Peter confesses that to Jesus. You're the Son of God. Um, blessed are you. Peter, because flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my God, my Father who's in heaven revealed that to sure. you. And, and so here's this this picture lesson that's going to be etched into their souls for their whole life, for all eternity, where this this guy that they have only related to in flesh and blood, right? By far, I mean, I might I might make an exception there, maybe on the Mount of Transfiguration. Okay, but by far. And the majority of disciples related to him, flesh and blood, man in their presence, now ascends into heaven. I mean, here's a grand picture of. I mean, it's it's a it's a better picture than the calming of the sea. It's a better picture than the walking on the water. It's a better picture than raising Lazarus from the dead. That Jesus is divine, glorious God Himself going back to His throne. Yeah, that's a that's a better explanation than I had. That's a good one. What's yours? Oh, mine was just, you know, Jesus appeared, disappeared, appeared, disappeared. To me, he was saying, okay, I'm not coming back again. You won't see me again until I come in glory. I come in my glory. Well, I kind of said that. I know. I that's mean, the that's part of Acts 1 that you were talking yeah. about. Well, yeah, I, that I, was I my reason. I think those two things are primary, yeah. But I like that idea that, you know, in all his majesty, reveal it, being revealed as he ascends to heaven. Well, and, and um, you know, I wonder, uh, out of the people who's present, and it's it's more than, I mean, I think we can safely say it's more than just the 12 disciples or 11 right, disciples. Right. Um, you wonder how many of them might have made the connection there or maybe later in life with his baptism when the spirit descends on okay. him yeah and now he's ascending to to 
to heaven. Uh, you know, I, th- I think there could also be other references maybe to, um, you'll see the, the son of man, um, uh, ascending and descending, um, Jesus talking about witnessing the works of God and, and angels ascending and descending. You think about maybe Daniel seven and the son of man and the ancient right. days and, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of further thought and connection right, there. Right, right. Talking about yeah. Jesus coming back in the clouds in yeah. Daniel 7. Yeah. yeah, but I I think the if I could paraphrase it, I would probably just categorize all of that quickly into, hey, this, this is not just a man whom God has favor right, on. Right. This is God himself. And uh, like Elijah, uh, like Enoch, he's going to God. Right. Um, but even in a different manner, he's he's not being taken. He's ascending himself. Right. Uh, so there's also the a, an element where that it fueled their witnessing. Uh, some of them, as they were witnessing, they said, we saw him ascend. And there are like 500 witnesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's put ourselves in first century walking around talking about, hey, Jesus is resurrected. Jesus is resurrected. And somebody says, oh, yeah, well, where's he at? I don't know. He disappeared out of the room one day after breakfast, but I don't know where he's yeah. at right now. Uh, Rather than say, I saw I him. Saw, he's in heaven. He I ascended. Saw, yeah, he I ascended into heaven. I bodily lift up into the air and disappear into the clouds. Yeah, I know exactly where he's at. Uh, yeah. He, he's waiting at, on at his throne right now, uh, and and one day he's going to come back. Yeah. So there's this, this tangible testimony there that, yeah, I'm not wondering where Christ is and who he's appearing to right now. I, we I know. saw him. And, you know, there's probably, again, folded into that some significance about um, he came from heaven and lived on yes. earth, and then he left the earth and went, went back, back to, to heaven. heaven. And he's not going to come back here physically until the plan of redemption's ended. Right. So. Anyway, those are great two subjects. They are, and there's so much more there. Redemption and, asum- and ascension. Resurrection and ascension. Resurrection. <laughs> there's lots of words coming at your face. There is. Let me try one more time while I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Resurrection and ascension. Well, that's close. Let me say them correctly. It's close. Um, well, that's all the time we have for today. Yeah, it's been a good day. Went quick. Went quick. I've had a good day today. From wake no. up till now. Praise the Lord. And I think from the rest of the day, he's going to be great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, my dog felt really good before he died. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what's happening, but. Well, we don't know, do we? We don't. Hey, we don't. If, it, if it happens, then I'll see Jesus before you. That was part of my funeral message yesterday. Yeah. Death is universal. Yes, it is. And we have to ask the question, unless Christ comes back, we all have to ask and answer the question, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Anyways, um, we would certainly love to hear from our listeners, whoever they may be. I am encouraged from time to time when we hear from people. Yeah. I'm humbled. That's what it is. That's a better word for it. It's humbling. Yeah. Uh, just that somebody would care to turn it on and listen to us and mm-hmm. our jibber-jabbering. And mm-hmm. And they, yeah, I mean... It's very humbling. Yeah. And hopefully God can use that for his glory. Uh, if anything good yeah. comes from me, it's got to be from God. Yeah. Not from me. I'm not going to tell you the 
the number, <laughs> the traffic number that our podcast gets. Okay. On, on a so, weekly basis. Because then it, if it's really a great big number, then it would choke me up. And if it's a very small number, it would choke me up. It's bigger than you think. <laughs> okay, I'm choked up already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go dying on me. Okay. Um. Anyways, yeah, it would be encouraging. always is encouraging, humbling to hear from you guys. Uh, and certainly if you have anything to contribute. Uh, I, I like hearing the stories of how our discussions... Uh, they may not uh, have enlightened anybody, but they may have spurred on some thought that right, and that hopefully it makes somebody look at the Bible and yeah. see what God says about this subject. Yeah, or they come back with better insight. Oh, you said this made me think of this, and I yeah, right. Uh, oh, that's helpful. Yeah, so uh, you can always reach out to us. Uh, same same sort of uh, spiel here as as before. Uh, you can reach out to us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. You can find all of those links at, oh man, find all of those links at DoctrineDoxology.com. There you'll find the podcast itself, uh, but also the links to social media, the information about the pastor's cohort, some other resources and ways to support this ministry, uh, which is all exclusively going to encouraging smaller church leaders, smaller church pastors. Um, right, right. In their understanding of the church and ministry and all of those things, our desire there is um, establishing long-term health in smaller churches um, by investing in their pastors who will then in turn invest in them. Right. So if that's something you're interested in uh, and the Lord has blessed you or would lead you, we would be humbled and honored for you to consider donating to that cause. That would be a good one. Let me pray. Father, we are truly, truly grateful for the great message you've given us in your word, the plan of salvation that that humbles us, the price that you pay by placing upon your son our sins so that we might have life with you. Lord, that is a beautiful good news, and help us to share that good news with our lost friends. Uh, please uh, empower us to do it well and uh, call them into your presence. Uh, Father, help us to uh, live lives of purity and holiness so that uh, others might look at us and see you living through us and be you be glorified, not us. And Lord, just we love you. Thank you so much for your love. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>